Welcome to Big Men Big Theology. I'm Cody. And I'm Jordan. I'm Trey. What's up? What's up, fellas? <laughs> Bonus episode time. Bonus episode. Bonus episode. Well, should yeah. we? We should banter some. A banter. Because our audience likes. Let's it. don't talk about Auburn. We talk about Auburn all the time. We talk about Let's Auburn. Talk all about yeah. Auburn. Okay. What should we talk about? Have you guys seen? Any, I want to uh, talk about Alabama have movies. Have you seen the trailer for the Breaking Bad movie? The one uh, that they yes. released one yes. Yes, I did see it. Or this morning. It was this morning. I thought I saw the one where they they were just interviewing the guy. No, they released one with 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 Jesse. Jesse in it. It's going to be awesome. He's being being interviewed by El Camino. Oh, really? And Hank. And the whole trailer was a montage of Jesse moments all the way to the end. Yeah. It's going to be called El Camino, and it is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Wow. Breaking Bad was, was one of my favorite shows yeah, of all a, time. Yeah, it's actually an interesting show. I it's, mean, I'm, I wouldn't recommend it if you have like a really, I wouldn't recommend it Sensitive a lot. conscience. Definitely not Sensitive children. Y'all should bring that up in a Christian Liberty episode. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, okay, well, but in terms of Breaking Bad, though, I wanted to just say that I think Breaking Bad has one of the great, greatest arcs. You see this good, similar, like family man. Yeah, like the going, epitome of an American family man. Yeah, going from okay character-wise then to just I would say good terrible, character-wise. Good character-wise to just terrible. Yeah. And then you see this terrible young guy like being lifted up through yeah, the show. And by the, the end of the show, they've, they've switched. Oh, sorry. Oh, spoiler. Say, oh, it's, yeah. well, I mean, if you haven't watched Breaking well, Bad I'll, by now, then I would also, <laughs> I also say that like it really paints a picture of depravity yeah. in a way I've never seen in a television show in that like most TV shows or movies glorify sin, yeah. and there's no way that this show glorifies That's sin. It, it shows the utter brokenness of sin. that comes from every sinful decision they make on that show. Yeah, That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah, Man, yeah. So, bonus episode. Jordan had something he wanted to talk about because he, the, the pastor decided to let him preach a little bit more. So yeah. that's good. So I pre- uh, tonight I spoke to our youth on... Um, 10 fears that I have for them growing up in today's culture and today's world. So, so, so sorry. So 10 fears when you say them, you mean like teenagers Teenage, in the church? Youth, even young adults. So okay. 10 fears that, yeah, Emily. Uh, Emily's an adult now. She is an adult. She's, She's a very young adult. We're all very young adults still, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really. I'm pretty old. You have 10 years on you. Going I know, I'm pretty old. I'm just saying, by the by your age, Al Mohler was already president of Southern Baptist Seminary. It's so. true. It's true. So he, yeah, way way far ahead of me right now. Um, but so I thought what we could do is I'll just throw out some and just we can just talk about them. Sure. So uh, the first fear I had is that they will be conformed to this world. So they won't be um, people who stand out. Um, they will be people who um, really love the world. Um, yeah. So. That's that's the first one, and I, I read this verse to them, and uh, I'll read it to us. The Bible tells us not to be conformed to the world. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you will uh, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable, acceptable and perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say to that point, I think you see a lot of that, that it's kind of like even subtle conforming to the world, through things that may be genuine liberties. Yeah. Right? That immature 
youth or young adults kind of see that. They're like, this is a liberty, right? I don't want to be a legalist. But then they use their liberty as um, a chance to either just be unwise or to sin. Yeah, one of the one of the things I mentioned tonight um, was you bring up vaping. No, I did not bring up vaping. <laughs> you bring uh, up? But one, I brought up social media, and so I brought up how they young young kids have used social media, and I, I really talked about the dangers. I said some of the most dangerous things our teenagers have on them are their fingers, because their fingers are typing in uh, all these terrible yeah. websites posting whatever they want on social media, uh, Snapchatting, whatever. Yeah. They, they're they making an image of themselves sure. that's beautiful or per- perfect or lustful or whatever they want. That's not, well, a, that's not that's honest. Not, yeah. Well, there's a difference, too, in this generation that is so much different than the rest, and that is, I feel like, solely resting on the shoulders of technology. Yeah. You have, when you hold your, if you have a smartphone, you hold essentially the world in your hands the world of technology in your hands and you can be you can either be very wise with it or you can be extremely unwise with it yeah Yeah. i think that's i mean i think that's a good warning for our um do we have a young audience i I know i know i know that if you're a youth and you listen to this podcast email us at at bmbt1689 at gmail.com we'd love to see uh what if 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 we have any youth that actually listen to us, I'm sure our youth is like, I already get enough of Jordan and Trey. <laughs> like, I don't need any more of them. Yeah. They love Cody. Yeah. Um, I forgot what your question was after all that. Oh, no. I, I just made a comment that. saying that they have the world at their hands. It's just yeah. this different than any other generation. Yeah. And they often just don't think about it. You, I mean, even in regards to things like TV shows and music. You know, so there are like our youth are growing up in really the age of Netflix. Things that like we didn't have until late in, late in high school yeah, or right. college, they've had their whole lives. Yeah. And so they just, even even if it's unwisely, they're just like doing nothing but binging television. Yeah. They're just listening to things that aren't helpful. Yeah. Cough, cough, Billy Eilish. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do yeah, not listen like, to Billy Eilish. Various. Um, various things that I think because of just the immaturity that does that's natural to age they just like don't I think fully think through what are the ramifications um, for doing these things even if I'm not engaging in that activity physically like what is it doing to your heart yeah Yeah. right so the person who listens to nothing but Billie Eilish talk about how much she wants to kill herself and her friends like, even if you don't engage, you have no desire to engage in that behavior, right. yeah. hopefully. And let me tell you this. Then the, I was going to say, like, your soul is going to be pretty depressed, yeah. I would imagine. The world wants you to get into those things. Satan wants it is, you to get is, into let's, those Hold on. Let's talk about this about this young Billie Eilish for a second because I think this is fascinating. No, 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 no. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, if you listen – so. So I, uh, I, I am a musician. I have a degree in music. Sometimes I listen to different to different types of music just because of like I'm analyzing and I listen to. It. So I have I've listened to a handful of her songs, uh, and the words in in this music are atrocious. Even for and and not to add, she is a minor by the way. Yeah. She is under the age of eighteen, and some of her lyrics, y'all, like. It's it's horrifying, and we are pumping this 
into the youth I mean, we of do, our... I mean, even recently, uh, I saw the, the girl from, I don't forget her name, but the girl from Stranger Things. What's her name? Eleven. Millie Stanley. Bobby Brown. Millie yeah. Bobby Brown. She's, she, mm. she got named... One of the sexiest women of the year. And she's like fifteen. Like, what's the, what is the? Deal? I want to say when they gave it to her, she was fourteen. Yeah, that's. I mean, we are we are making our youth, and this is good for youth to hear. We should not have this culture of she's sexualizing or even yeah. even bringing that out to our youth. Um, <laughs> the second thing I wanted us to sort of get to is hold up. So yeah, let's 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 oh, yeah, let's we round that out at the oh, end. This is a round table, by the way. Um, Eric and Emily are here. Eric and Emily are here. So they're 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 welcome to drop in some many thoughts. So I would be fascinated, Emily, as a young lady. How do you think about kind of the seductions? I would say particularly, like young girls are attracted to. Yeah, and I think it's funny that y'all brought up Billie Eilish because I've actually listened to the album multiple times, and then I I had talked to Cody about it because I think. One, well, my, fir- my first reaction was like, oh my goodness, this is an incredible aesthetic that this music has. I really liked it the first time it's that I heard it. It's catchy. It is catchy. catchy. It has these like, yeah, just the the way that the sounds come together. Yeah, I, I loved it. And it was something that I would have been incredibly attracted to, especially younger. I think I liked that kind of um, grungy. The vibe. Yeah, the vibe that it had, I would have loved. Until I started listening to the lyrics. And then suddenly I just, I couldn't do it. And even, like, if you just Google the lyrics and you strip away this um, aesthetic or feel that's attractive, and I think that's frequently what the world presents to us, is this thing that um, is to be admired and you see what it actually is just by reading the lyrics alone. It's terrifying and like yeah the things that are talked about very very blatantly it's not even um yeah it's not subtle references it's pretty explicit um but again what is it it's coded in something that's attractive and beautiful yeah. um, satan disguises himself yeah. as an angel of light not saying yeah. billy Eilish is satan she's not satan but like like satan works in these ways to deceive people yeah. Yeah. he wants to give you the most attractive thing possible exactly and I think, like, the other thing, too, that I, so, I don't know if my parents would agree with this, but I think I was probably the most rebellious child that gave them the most difficulty. I don't know if they'd say that, but Nuh-uh. I feel like I was. <laughs> but, um. you meet her siblings, who would definitely agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, even just, I, I always, I can remember having this phase before I wanted to move out and just thinking, Mom and Dad, I don't know if I ever verbalized this, but I thought it so many times, why can't I do just do something that's a little bit unwise. Can't I just be a little unwise sometime? Why do I have to always be um, perfectly wise? And you're always telling me, Emily, you need to put on... My One of my biggest issues I had with them all the time was putting a jacket on, which is absurd. I didn't ever want to wear a jacket. But what happens? I got cold, and I was cold a lot. And that's just a great example. <laughs> She's cold. You get sick? She's cold literally all of the time. I, uh, all the time. <laughs> that's just such a good example of like no like put your jacket on and yeah heed your parents advice um and their wisdom and because you will even if it's just something small you will experience that's what brings us into the next thing yeah Yeah, i was hearing it too because we are we're not going to get through the whole list Uh, we can do the first five we may do the uh, two episodes on this that's fine um the second thing is that I, i fear that youth want their voice to be heard over listening 
to wisdom. Mm -hmm. They want their voice to be heard over listening to wisdom. That's humbling to me. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think about that? So... Uh, I think I, I need to learn from that. As a very extroverted person, uh, I like to talk. And uh, sometimes I don't like to wait. I, I don't like to hear other people talk, and I want to keep talking. Uh, and, and I bet everybody's listening like, well, yeah, Trey, y'all have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but The other thing that you could add to that, too, though, is youth don't want to just listen to themselves. They, it's not only them that want to be heard, but they only want to hear from their peers. And I yeah. think that was a huge thing, like, back at Voice, I think that Cody has a lot of opinions about, and I experienced a lot, was, again, having all these young people just wanting to talk to young people about their issues and not having this... Um, humbleness to go and speak to somebody who is wiser and really is going to give you the kick in the butt that you deserve and yeah. need. Yeah. But it's so much, oh, man. yeah, you just want to listen to your peers. Like, for instance, like all the times that I was thinking in my heart towards my parents, you don't understand. Yep. You That's don't know thing. what I'm going through. Yep. You don't understand. I now, as a parent, am like, Man, they understood. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were talking about. <laughs> and I was a moron. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eric, you haven't talked a lot. Ordal. Ordal. Uh, well, I'd say on this issue, the, the other thing is that they have so very much in the avoiding conforming to the world. The example that most people now have uh, for voice interaction, for listening and talking is that he who yells the loudest and the most wins. Yeah. And so there is very little listening to understand and more listening to rebut mm. and come back at. Yeah. And so you end up in a lot of situations. All you cage stagers out there. Well, just our, our youth are, you know, the youth who are growing up seeing these things, they, they see that the only way to discuss a thing is to make an opinion and then defend that pin opinion with your life, yeah. yes. even if it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's a hill that, they will always die on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is probably one of the biggest sins that I've ever struggled with. It's 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 being slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger is something that I'm uh, constantly having to wrestle with and constantly dealing with in my own life. Um, and it's something that that I thought I would be out of by now like it's something that I was like man I thought like that was just a time for my youth but it's grown I mean if you don't this is why I wanted to say this to our youth group tonight is is it's something that's carried forth into my life um and I want them to learn at a very young age that that man they don't have all the wisdom in the world they don't have all the 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 knowledge in the world and that their parents actually probably are wise in a lot of different situations, yeah. and they need to listen. They need to yeah. listen. Well, and I would say the youth of our world are being presented that kind of only want to share, don't want to listen, like from, frankly, their Media. elders. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you watch the news, right? I remember, I'm always going to remember this. Um, it's a comment Denzel Washington made about the news. Yeah. Where he's like, essentially, I mean, it was great. He's like, truth doesn't matter anymore. He's like, all we got to do is what can we say in the boldest way that we can and sell it. It's yeah. like, who cares if it's true? Just sell it. Yeah. Right. And that's the way often we treat, right? Not only our comments to each other, but like the way we present ourselves on social media. 
right? I don't want to listen to what other people have to say. I don't want to listen to other people's opinions or other points yeah. of view. All I want to do is share what I have to say immediately and not have to deal with any of the consequences. Yeah, it's, it's affected our world. Fake news, all of it. Like, yeah. try, like, just as long as you're speaking, that's what truth is. Yeah. Um, and whatever you, are, you, you in particular are saying, that's, that's the truth in the, in, the, in the now, in the moment. And may not be true. So to sum up, yeah. shut up and listen. <laughs> shut up. But, but, for, but particularly for youth, shut up, listen. And if you have godly parents that are trusting and fearing the Lord, man, there's there's a lot of wisdom just to sit up under them. And what a blessing to have. Yeah. Because 99.999% of the world do not have that. That's right. Yeah. That's and, right. and I would say, too, like if you're a youth whose parents are not believers or not wise in godliness, right? I think of there's a young girl in our youth group who, like, that's a category for her. Yeah. Like, go go find, particularly, right, men and women in your local church yeah. who you can listen to. That's right. Yeah. Right. Well, do you want to go to you go to point three? Yeah, point three. Uh, <coughs> I'm really curious to hear Cody on this. The rest of you that's can okay. talk, too. Uh, the 10 fears that I have, or, or the fear that I have for youth, number three, is that they will exchange the gospel for gospel implications. So when I'm, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about the current race discussion. Um, I'm thinking about, like, the, I feel like people are wanting constantly to harp on sin, but they don't want to, they do not want to bring it back to, what is true and what will save the sinner, which is Christ. So what you're saying is, by, by gospel implications, what you mean is that you mean issues, all of life really, but issues, it's where you make the issue that the gospel touches central when the gospel should be central. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and I think you see that being spoken of all the time, not only in just the race discussion, but I, I see people nowadays talking about this in regards to really any gospel, anything that the gospel touches, yeah. right? Any part of life that we see the gospel speaking to in the New Testament, um, we see, I think, really well-meaning brothers and sisters taking that being, see, this is the gospel, right? Racial reconciliation is the gospel. Um, all X, Y, Z is the gospel, Um and you want to apply that to, let's say, like ending abortion, right? Ending abortion is the gospel. Any any social issue or right. whatever you want to say. And the reason why that's dangerous is because oftentimes you end up only talking about the implications and you never talk about the actual gospel. Yeah. Right? And even you, you see this in the New Testament. Like, what is the gospel? I think when I think of this, you think, I think of 1 Corinthians 15, Right? The good news is that Jesus, right, according to the scriptures, right, according to all of the promises, which in that context is the Old Testament, right? So according to all of the promises of the Old Testament, right, Christ died for the sins of his people um, and made atonement for them so that they can have reconciliation primarily, right, with God. Amen. Right? And then... Right, the gospel, because of your union with Christ, like Paul says in Ephesians, to you now have unity with one another. Yeah. Right. But your unity with one another is not what saves you. That's right? right. Just the mere reality that you are unified is not what saves you. Right. What saves you 
is the Spirit bringing your soul to life and giving you the faith that Christ is the Son of God. Amen. Yeah. And it's right. being in Jesus. Yes, right? being union with Christ. Christ. And yes, union with Which Christ, ultimately union with Christ touches everything, everything that we do. Right. 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 So is it safe to say, get the gospel locked down and the other things will flush itself out in a God-glorifying yeah, manner? And again, this is the problem of the, of the whole kind of gospel-centered culture we live in is um, we've talked so much about being gospel-centered, I think, which is why we have the problem we have now, yeah. is if everything is gospel-centered, then what's the gospel? Right. And so you have people writing gospel-centered approaches to this, 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 and oftentimes, even in those things, they're not explicitly talking about the gospel itself. Right. And so you have, you, you know, we hear that kind of mantra that, you know, the, you know, first generation fights for the gospel, second generation um, holds it, next generation assumes it, then next generation loses it. Mm. And I think that's what we're seeing is that in the way that we even make the implications of the gospel, the gospel, we're assuming it. Yeah. And so I'm not as worried about the brothers and sisters who are right now speaking to these issues. I'm not really that worried about them. I'm worried about, you know, like the, 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 the next youth, generation, the next generation, right? Are yeah, you, that we're speaking yes, to right our now. Youth, <laughs> right? Who are hearing that all of these really good and biblical and right things, right? Justice, right? Holiness, all of these things are the gospel. And at the end of the day, it's really creating a system of a system of legalism, because if they don't see that fleshing out in their own life, they're going to ask themselves, am I really believing the gospel? Yeah, right. If I'm not, if I'm not actively, all. physically fighting for justice in this way, in that way, or in another way, am I rightly, or am I at all believing the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. What were we saying here? Yeah, I think you're, you're in this situation. You're creating a new law. Yeah. Is you're saying this this thing is in order to fall in order to be a Christ follower, you have to confront racism directly, right. not not through the gospel. Right. The confrontation of racism is the gospel is good and right. is lawful and so it's law so you're saying this is what this is what you're defining christianity by something that is not christian right. that's yeah. by necessity because that's that's one of the reasons that like when we interact with the world like if you're going to talk to somebody in the world you don't say being gay is a sin being an alcoholic is a sin you've had an abortion that's a sin and and you just need to repent of that you do need to say that but that can't be the core of it. The and that core of it has to be... That can't be the only thing. That can't be the only thing. The yeah. core of it is Jesus came. And yeah. Jesus, according to scriptures, lived a life of obedience and died on the cross to pay the penalty for sin and on the third day rose, having merited life, Amen. to give life to the people. Amen. And if you are transformed by that message... Then, then these other things necessarily follow the, because the, you're a different person. Yeah, they'll bring us out of that sin and... You'll, I mean, ultimately, there's those desires to to speak against uh, what God hates will naturally overflow. But that's gospel obedience. That's not the gospel. So gospel obedience is not the gospel. Yeah. So gospel e- obedience is saying homosexuality is wrong and preaching, t- preaching Christ to the sinner. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not saying that's the gospel. Yeah, gospel obedience is necessary. Yeah. Right. Fruit is necessary. Yeah. Right. Um, speaking against the horrors 
of racism, right? Speaking to matters of biblical injustice, speaking to abortion, all of these things are necessary, but none of them are the grounds of the gospel. Believing in those things will not save you. Yeah, none of them are the grounds for your life in Christ. There are are a ton of people who are pro-life who will go to hell for eternity. Yeah, and so we want to rightly place works and like in a sense Christian law keeping want to put all of that in its right category yeah yeah well let's go to the let's go to the next point the fourth one it's we'll make this one our last one no. since you got you, do you have eight I have ten. Oh, you got ten okay so we'll cool do two more. yeah we'll do two more um the fourth one uh i fear the youth will do anything to escape suffering and trial mm. um so I, I read to them tonight this and um yeah i won't just to give us context, it says this in First Peter uh, three, who he's writing to suffering Christians. He's writing to people who are suffering because of their profession and confession of the gospel, and they're being united to Christ. And he says this in First uh, Peter three. He says, "Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ." The Lord that's holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and, and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile you for good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than doing evil. Um, I think so often in our culture right now is that we want to escape into worldly pleasures when we're actually meant to stay in a trial or staying in a suffering a little bit longer um, for our good. Where maybe someone, maybe it's, maybe, let me give you an example. Maybe I've sinned against a brother or a brother sinned against me and I don't really want to deal with it. I just, I don't want to. I don't have to apologize or I don't have to confront sin. So I'm just going to go home and watch TV and not really, not really care for that brother and, and deal with that sin. So I'm escaping that trial because that is a trial. That is a, a potential suffering because doing good, what doing good would be is going to my brother and confronting the sin or confessing the sin. And so I'm escaping out of that. I'm not even, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not even going to worry about it. So I think oftentimes what I fear in our youth is that there's no there's no really wanting to. I mean, this is probably for everybody. No one wants to linger in having to deal with things that are hard. Um, no one wants to mourn. No one wants to mourn over sin, mourn over uh, ailments. They just want to escape into this figment reality that they that the world. Poses for yeah, I think it bleeds over into your first point yeah. a lot, the yeah. conforming to the world. Yeah, uh, This is why your eschatology is important, <laughs> right? What you think about the, really the Christian life and the age that we live in before the return of Jesus, why that's important, right? So I think if you interpret Revelation rightly, if you interpret anything really the scriptures speak about the latter days rightly, then you'll see that suffering is inevitable for the believer, Right. Yeah, but you have to think through why is but like why is that the case? It's because God is using every trial and every moment of suffering in your life 
right, to, to refine you through fire. That's right. First, right, Peter, to, first Peter 1, yeah, 7. To yeah. make your faith as pure as gold. And, um, and that, right, gives, can give you joy in the midst of suffering. Not that we have this, I'm going to run into suffering attitude, you know, because it's dumb. But in the midst of suffering, and by that, when I mean run into suffering, I'm like, you know, the guy that's like, well, I'm just going to start causing suffering now because that's what we're supposed to, that's what we're living in, right? No, what I mean is when, when you find yourself in suffering, right, whether it's natural disaster, sickness, death, or even the suffering of going after an erring brother or sister, yeah. right? You can have joy in the midst of all those things because you have kind of a... Um, big picture view yeah. of what is God doing through this and where am I going? Right. And there's no, I would say there's 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 no guarantee of comfort in this yeah. world. I would say there is a guarantee of the opposite. Uh, we are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Yeah. We are, now granted that's, that's not to say every one of you is going to die a martyr. Um, I would say if you're living in America, there's more than likely we more than likely will not be killed for our faith. Yeah. But we will be hated by the world. We will be. And that is showing itself more and more every day. Um, you know, 50 years ago, it would have been a little bit different. But the further we go on and the further we see this separation between Christ, true Christians and the world, we are going to be hated more and more and more. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, like, if there are any youth who are listening to this, prep yourself. If, if if any Prepare if any of our youth are are in a, the whole armor of God. Well, yeah and so like like and I, I think mostly too about our our youth who are say in public schools right now yeah. like it's 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 gonna hit you first yeah. it is definitely gonna hit you first yeah. like ready yourself beyond have the on the full armor of God know what Christ's righteousness is doing for you yeah. and and separate yourself from the world. Yeah. So the last thing we can talk about tonight is I fear that um, youth will let their feelings uh, lead them. So mm. they'll let their feelings, their emotions lead them. Um, we are all emotive people. We're all emo- we, we all have emotions in us. But we know because of the fall that feelings can be deceitful, that we can't trust our feelings, but rather we are called to trust the Word of God and what it says about us and who we are and where our identity lies and not necessarily in um, what this young man thinks of me or what this young woman thinks of me, uh, rather in what and who I am uh, according to being in Christ. Yeah. I think, I think a common denominator with all, all of these first points is, is, where is your identity lying? Is yep. it in yourself? Is it in the world? Is it in your feelings? Or is it in Jesus? Yep. Um, if your identity is in Christ, then you have nothing to fear. Yep. If your identity is in the world, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have a fear of man. If your identity is in conformity, it is going to be, am I keeping up with with the social cues of my day? Yep. Uh, youth. Like, find your identity in Christ. Don't find your identity in your friendships. Don't find your identity in what you're wearing. Don't find your identity in what you're posting on social media. But, um, Emily, do you want to say something? Yeah, I think um, Cody and I were just talking about this Bible verse today. Um, 
today, I think. Um, but Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the peace of God will be with you. And I think for me, being an emotional person who thinks about my feelings a lot, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a very helpful and encouraging passage to think on, yeah, like what, what Jordan was saying, like what does the Bible say about God? Um, and that doesn't change what's true and what's lovely and what's pure. I love that. Change. That's one of my favorite yeah, verses. Yeah, based on how I feel. So it's a beautiful verse. Yeah, because if you just live in your emotions and allow your emotions to just run you, then you are going to, in almost every situation, be the proverbial fool. Yeah. Right? You're going to be speaking out of ignorance, right? Just because you're hot, right? You're emotional. You're going to be um, making just really outlandish choices, right? Because you're emotional and you, you're doing what what's, your feelings are drawing you to do in the moment. Right? right. So let's say you're in a group, right? The group wants to do something you know is unwise, right? And you're already just like feeling the pressure, right? And so your your emotions, your feelings are kind of driving you and tempting you to, well, let's just do what they're doing. It's not that big of a deal, right? It's not that sinful. It's not that sinful. It's only a little bit unwise. Yeah. And so I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. Well, it takes a long time of allowing your emotions to run you before you end up making that decision, yeah. right? So it's, it's, mo- it's moment by moment, right? Not having this attitude of, I, I'm not going to have emotions, yeah. right? No, God created us as emotional beings. Yeah, and these, these dangers are, I mean, I, I was just thinking about these dangers aren't just for you. These are dangers for adults that we all have to face every day of our life. Uh, I'm constantly confronted with, worldly pleasure i'm constantly confronted with my own tongue wanting uh to speak over someone else i'm constantly confronted with making gospel implications primary i'm constantly confronted with i don't want to be in this trial or this suffering or this thing i'm constantly confronted with i'm what i'm feeling is right and we and you you hit hit the nail on the head trey all of these things come back to identity it comes back to who we are as people are we in christ or are we in the world and if we have the holy spirit then we can actually we have the power because the holy spirit is dwelling in us we have the power to say no to these evil desires these sinful desires and say yes to holiness and go towards holiness that's we actually have that ability as new create new creations um and uh yeah well, amen, guys. Well, I think this well is a, amen, Paul. I, mean, <laughs> I think this is a good episode. Um, email <laughs> well, thanks. Us. We want to hear if you guys think this is a good episode, so email us at bmbt1689 at gmail.com. Yes. Eventually, Cody's going to say that, and we're going to be shocked. Yeah. He doesn't care about what For the record, it doesn't get. matter who brings it up as long as it gets brought up. That's right. right that's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, have a good night. Talk to you all later. Thank you.